Hello, and welcome to another installment of the Please Make This mini-sode series ASMR-MR, Auto-Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response Movie Reviews. I'm your host, Hobart Thompson, here to take another look at a film that'll give you tingles. Today's selection is sure to tingle not only your uh, auto-autonomous meridian response, but also your spine. In honor of Friday the 13th, we're going to be taking a look at 1982's Friday the 13th, Part 3, directed by Steve Miner and starring Richard Brooker as Jason Voorhees. I chose to do Part 3 of the Friday the 13th series because it's not only my favorite, but also a perfect encapsulation of what makes the film so charming. For those uninitiated, the Friday the 13th franchise follows the killing spree of Jason Voorhees. While in later films, Jason becomes a supernatural juggernaut wielding a machete and a hockey mask, the character actually evolves quite considerably over the course of the film series. In the first Friday the 13th, Jason isn't even the killer, just a local legend used to scare teens at Camp Crystal Lake. The teens discover that it is actually Jason's mom, Pamela Voorhees, committing the murders, and after she is killed, Jason seemingly arises to avenge his fallen mother. In part two of the franchise, we meet Jason officially, a large man wearing a bag over his head, hunting teenagers in the woods while worshipping at an altar made from his mother's remains. And part three starts off right where part two leaves off. Reminding us of how the last film ends, part three opens up with final girl Ginny from part two tricking Jason by wearing his mother's sweater to convince him that his mission is over and he's ready to receive his reward a swift chop with a machete from Ginny. This seemingly brings an end to Jason, but as part three continues, we see that he is soon back on his feet and madder than ever. One of the many things that I like about part three of the franchise is the aspect that it, it is a continuation, picking up moments after part two has ended. As Ginny escapes, Jason goes off into the woods and out onto a road where he stumbles across a couple who run a roadside grocery store. This is where the killing begins, before he then finds a group of vacationing teens who are staying at a cabin. I've never cared for later interpretations of Jason, because they make him stupid and brutish. A man wielding a machete, impervious to bullets, damage, and everything else. An avatar of death. This isn't the most exciting interpretation of what Jason is, and we see that played to the hilt all throughout Part 3. To me, the best version of Jason is a symphony of chaos. A silent killer who moves cunningly, waiting for his opportunity to strike. A hunter, carefully calculating. A silent master of terror, who hides the bodies of his victims in places where then his later victims will find them. Why does he do it? Impossible to know. It's just the way he likes to take down his prey. 
I was struck by the inventiveness of the kills in Part 3. As I said before, Jason in Part 3 is a symphony of violence. He doesn't just use a machete as he does in later films, but instead wields a multitude of weapons with the virtuosity of a master performer. Here, Jason plays the meat cleaver. Now, Jason on the knitting needle. Jason with the harpoon gun. Jason with the pitchfork. Shoving someone into a breaker box. Squeezing someone's head so hard that it pops like a big, juicy balloon. The kills in Friday the 13th are inventive for two key reasons. One, Friday the 13th Part 3 is proudly a 3D movie. While this does not trigger any ASMR response, it is quite charming to watch without 3D effects. As one character hands another character a joint, as Jason thrusts a pitchfork toward the viewer's eyes, or as an eyeball squirts out of someone's head as Jason applies so much pressure to it. The other reason the kills are so inventive is the score of Harry Manfredini, who had composed the score for the previous two films, but lent a decidedly disco edge to the soundtrack of this film. By trying to keep up with the 3D effects and with a bouncy new synth-laden score, the kills in Friday the 13th Part 3 trigger some incredible responses. It's a slasher film that knows how to take its time. Characters, seemingly of their own free will, wander into dangerous situations where Jason is stalking them, as they often do in slasher films. As they wade deeper into Jason's trap, the tension heightens, allowing for the score and inventive kills to really hit home the moments of violence. Truly, Jason is a symphony of violence. Something that also got my tingles going watching Friday the 13th Part 3 was the dichotomy between Jason's killing and the teen's general annoyingness. Jason, motivated by a rage that he cannot vocalize, instead just moves slowly and methodically into each scene, whereas his prey, a group of teenagers camping out at one of their friend's cabins, are jittery, nervous, scared, horny, excited, high, a rainbow of emotions, heightened for comedy and terror. In this installment of the franchise, there is a wide variety of sinful teens for Jason to choose as his prey. There's Chris, 
a woman who seemingly experienced past trauma from seeing Jason as a younger girl. A helpful and handsome country boy who takes care of the house while the family's away. A horny couple looking to make the most of their weekend at the lake. A hippie couple looking to smoke an absurd amount of pot. And two friends that they bring along for the ride. One, a nice but quiet girl named Vera. And the other, an obnoxious asshole named Shelley. Truly, Shelley is the antithesis to Jason's silent menace. Much like Jason, Shelley seems to delight in scaring his companions, strangely bringing along a set of props to scare his friends during the vacation. Why anyone would do that, I don't know. Why anyone would be friends with someone like this, I could not say. But truly, Shelley seems to be the real villain of the film, and I found myself rooting constantly for his demise. As Jason works his way through the group of friends, the film comes to a thrilling conclusion. Jason has established a sort of base, a kill room, in the property's disused barn, finding amongst the farm implements many tools to bring the ends to the teens and a group of biker punks that come to chase them. Because of Shelley, the annoying prick. Chris, the one who'd had the previous run-in with Jason, becomes our final girl, and during an intense showdown manages to physically overpower Jason, wrap a rope around his neck, and shove him out to the front of the barn, effectively hanging the masked menace. Jason, however, does not go down so easy, and I found myself rooting for the big brute, as he managed to take out one last biker punk before being axed in the head by Chris. Chris then makes her escape, though at the end we find that what Jason killed in her was her sanity. Of all the Friday the 13th franchise, Part 3 has always been my favorite, for its fantastic characterization of Jason Voorhees as a murder machine of a man, its humor, its charm, its continuation of previous storylines, its excellent soundtrack, and of course, because Shelley does indeed die. It's a film that, despite its 3D intent, works as an auditory experience. The creaking of boards the rustling of leaves, the sound of Jason growing closer and closer. And of course, the part of every Friday the 13th film installment that gives us all the most tingles. The menacing sound effect that precedes Jason's attack. If you haven't seen any of the Friday the 13th films, I recommend that you start with the first three, but if you're just looking for some good, fun scares and some solid tingles, go ahead and jump to Jason Part 3. Jason Part 4 and Jason Part 6 are also a lot of fun. After that, the series sort of loses focus, and Jason Part 5 was kind of a weird offshoot, with no Jason in it, which, why would you really want that? I give Friday the 13th Part 3 6 ch 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 out of 6 ch 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 and hope that you will take some time to enjoy one of the slasher genre's most fun films. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of ASMR MR. I've been your host, Hobart Thompson, and I hope that you have enjoyed this Please Make This Minisode. 
We will be back next Friday with a brand new full episode and hope that you will take the time to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. It helps us to connect with more listeners like you. I hope that you have a very fortunate Friday the 13th. And remember, if you're thinking about going out in the woods and doing some sinning, prepare to have a run-in with a certain masked man. Won't you please make this? This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. 